Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. I'm having some technical difficulties, but that's not going to stop us here from getting this Mama's Pearls birthday girls party off the ground and into the air. So I am your hostess, Cynthia, and thank you for joining us here on Mama's Pearls. My co-hostess, Melissa, should be calling in in shortly. And today we're going to be doing some more celebrating like we've been doing all last month of October. And October is really a lead-in kickoff, like tailgate parties, to Melissa and I's birthday. My birthday was yesterday, and Melissa is in um, 13 days. So I always get really super excited around this time of year for obvious reasons, because it is my birthday, and I just love it, and I don't understand when people do not like their birthdays, or they don't want to face it, or they start moping, and they get sad, because to me, it's the most invigorating time of year. It's like when you have everything on your side, and you have those extra little spotlights that shine on you for being the birthday boy or girl. So if there's anything I can give to you and share with you today, it's that um, and last week what we were talking about here on Mama's on Mama's Pearls last week was getting into the spirit of Halloween with having a gray ball. Now, one of the things that I love about Halloween and dressing up and getting into the spirit of things is that chance to kind of step outside of yourself, to use your imagination, to do something a little bit different, and to take on even a different persona for something like Halloween, whether it's something as simple as getting a costume or putting on a silly mask. And when we started diving deeper into exploring the customs behind Halloween, because it kind of seems like everything these days becomes a little bit of a novelty and um, we lose the, the meaning. And one thing I really want to do on Mama's Pearls is one of my main purpose for doing the show is to bring back the meaning, bring back 
the traditions, you know, understand and remind ourselves of what the um, the wisdom behind what we do and kind of take for granted now, like putting out candy on Halloween and jack-o'-lanterns and that kind of thing. Um, we take we take those for granted now, but what was it that really sparked these traditions? That sparked the wisdom behind our holidays and the things that um, that we do in our lives. And um, and sorry, <laughs> having an interesting morning. Um, and you know, re reexamine what that was. Bring back the wisdom. Bring back. Um, bring back the joy, bring back the the deeper connections, whether it's a spirit or whether it to um, whether it to just the meaning of a holiday like Halloween. So when we were diving into looking at how Halloween emerged, um, it, you know the tradition went back to really where people were honoring the harvest and without honoring the harvest, you weren't going to get your crops. So when you start honoring the harvest and the harvest moon, which usually came out around All Hallows Eve, there was something that happened. There was something in the air. There was some some people believed, and it was said that the, the real magic of All Hallows Eve was that the line between this world and the next world, meaning the other side, the spirit realm, was was so thin that you can have those crossovers and that's why we kind of see the 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 rising of of the dead on Halloween and we get into that that um that talk about death and mummies and zombies and all all that kind of stuff which is seen as dark but it's also a time where we take note to honor our ancestors and that was part of um, the tradition and how trick-or-treating emerged was that the poor would go around as as an honoring as a way to honor the dead and sing and say prayers and through this they would get um, what they called soul cake so last week was such a fun little trick or treat um for us here on Mama's Pearls to be able to dive really into um the the true spirit of Halloween and having a masquerade ball and really empowering all of us to come forth as a new um as a new character or touch a side of yourself and we kind of went a little slap happy too because after we we talked about the deep traditions of Halloween we invited some some famous parents from history and who are are currently living on the show and we had a visit from Marie Antoinette which was amazing and I actually invited her to come back this week but um seemingly that she lost her head after we spoke that could it be arranged and mother goose was with us um I, I bet you guys haven't heard that one before if this is your first time on mama's pearls you haven't heard mama mama um mother goose actually make an appearance on a radio show for a long time and she had quite a bit to say i mean i don't know if you remember the story of mother goose but she had 500 children so the fact that she took was able to squeeze some time out to come and join us on air was pretty miraculous. And um, and we had some really other fun surprise guests, so please go into the archives. You can listen to any of the past shows at Mama's Pearls at the archives at blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. And just know, like, last week was total, total fun. So as we are preparing for this week, let me just do a little housekeeping and um, remind everybody again, with Mama's Pearls, we are a family brand series. We generally start our week on Facebook where we talk, start talking about the themes. This week I was all about the birthday talk and um, I'm probably one of the most annoying Facebook friends ever because <laughs> I have no problems of going out there and reminding everybody that it's my birthday. So, um, so, and thank you everybody for your very sweet birthday wishes. I definitely love it, and I ham it up. And as I say in this week's blog, which the Mama's Pearls blogs we post on Tuesday, for me it's not an ego thing to get all that love. It's really a love thing, and I see that cycle of the birthday that one special time of year where you can just unabashedly tell that birthday boy or girl how much you love them. So I've been loving it, and I'm going to continue to love it up this week. And then on Wednesdays, we host our radio show, which is here at Box Talk Radio. 
And Melissa rounds out the week with her M's gems, which are posted on Friday. So Melissa takes the the practical side of Mama's Pearls and the real takeaways. I kind of focus on on the on the spiritual and the feeling side um, and the visionary side. And Melissa kind of brings it on home. These are things you can pick right straight from your pocket. Like last week, she had amazing tips on what else you can do on Halloween to give your family a wonderful experience and what else you can make besides candy like popcorn balls which just sounded amazing so definitely check out M's Gems which can all be found through our website at www.mamaspearls.com okay so like I was saying I'm a big birthday dork and I love my birthday Melissa's birthday follows me um I am exactly 14 days her elder, <laughs> and, um, and there's something like when you share that space with somebody. I mean, it's I kind of see it as like any any Scorpios I meet. I, I once I find out that they're a Scorpio, I just I just kind of get them, and they get me. And there's like this this common bond that that runs through sharing an astrological sign with people. And when you share a birthday with somebody, or when you also share um, when you share something like a birthday month, there's just you just kind of get get someone and and why is that what is it about that having that commonality of being born in the same month or um you know so i brought in somebody who's been on mama's pearls before she's our our go-to girl for our astrological um readings miss kathy pagano and we're going to bring her on in just just a second to really dive in and give us some astrological tidbits of you know not only my chart but also Melissa's chart as well as the overall chart of the country if you're new to astrology you might not know that we can look at charts for different um aside from different people but for for the country for the planet for the universe for different times of year and um you know looking at the stars gives us a guide so why were the stars aligned in a particular way on my birthday or your birthday you know and each each planet and each configuration has different meanings and lends itself in different strengths different strengths and weaknesses which we all carry on so we're going to dive into that with miss kathy pagano in just a second but before we did i wanted to um read you this quote that i that i came across when i was getting into our birthday celebration this month because it's it's it really really hammers how i feel about birthdays and why I feel it's so important. And the quote is from Menachem Mendel Schneerson, and um, and it says, because time itself is like a spiral, something special happens on your birthday each year. The same energy that God invested in you at birth is present once again. So for everybody's birthday, when it comes, remember that. Remember that that's your purest time. That's when you can get the most raw. And this week on the Mama's Pearls blog, I, I, I kind of I shared with you some very important and personal rituals that I go through each year around my around my birthday and the weeks leading up to my birthday. Um, and it's kind of a spiritual cleanse. It's acknowledging my past, my present, as well as my future self because those are all rolled up into one. You know, each moment that we live, we carry with us the the decisions that we made in our past, our past self, who we are now, as well as the promise of who we're going to be by making our decisions in the present. And I don't think it's enough to just live in the present, although being mindful of your present moment and being in loving awareness. Thank you, Masha. That was my birthday gift from my from my really good friend Masha was to be in loving awareness and that's my mantra this birthday. But to to honor your past, present and future self. And I always especially as the years keep piling on, I'm now thirty six. I have no problem sharing my age because I think it's a beautiful badge of honor. So for everybody's birthday, especially if you can't find the three and the six candles, I always mark it with three candles for the past, present, and future. And again, that's just to honor the past, present, and your future self. So 
with that, I'm going to lead into lead into and bring on Miss Kathy Pagano. Kathy, are you with us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, my dear. Welcome back to Mama's Pearls. As I've said Congrats. that. Yes. Oh, and my God, birthday. I love having you on. Thank you. I love having you on the air. You were on with us when we did In Tune, as well as when we did Starlight, Star Bright. So anybody who wants to know more about Kathy and her her really, I feel, just imaginative and extraordinary view onto this world in almost a magical realm, go back and see the archives and blog, talk radio, and find those two shows. So welcome back. Thank you. And you're absolutely right. Everyone should celebrate their birthday. I take a week, at least. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday is at the uh, as exactly sort of opposite yours on May 4th, and we're November exactly. 2nd, so we sit opposite each other. And um, and we make a good team because of that. But anyway, back to birthdays, You what you're doing is you're getting reanimated every year on your birthday. You get that amazing cosmic energy that says, remember who you are? This is it. So. Exactly. And I think it's um, it's just so important. I think Melissa is on the line, too, so I'm going to try bringing her on as well. Hang on. Melissa, are you on the line? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can hear you. Hello, my darling. I was on a different phone line, so I don't think you recognized yeah, me. I did not. The, the three, three, four, seven. I was like, who is that? Okay, but it's you. So, hi, welcome. So, Melissa, I know you, you probably remember Kathy from our past. And, um, and okay, and I'm actually really upset that I didn't realize it was you because we could have, you know, had a little bit fun, um, you bringing back your character from, from last week. <laughs> Which was just super special. So, um, so I don't know if you wanted to put anything into the space about last week, or just um, let that be in our past selves. <laughs> and um, I definitely have some pictures to post onto our blog to show you how I just embraced the holiday and got into my inner um, Mama Pearls role. And so instead of being Roseanne Barr, I actually dressed up as Mrs. Carol Brady from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> You know what? That really works for you too. Uh, so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think it's awesome. And Melissa and I have shared so many Halloweens together. I mean, we've known each other since we were 11 years old. And some of my favorite memories about Halloween is includes Melissa and the times that we've shared shared together and getting dressed up and we tend to take it to the extreme. You know, this past weekend I was um my Halloween costume was that of Elphaba from The Wizard of Oz because my sister was doing a huge costume party, um, slash birthday party for my niece and she was doing a Wizard of Oz theme. So naturally she was Glinda the Good Witch and I'm, you know, Elphaba the the evil like a witch of the West, and she just kept threatening that she was going to drop a house on me the whole time. So, um, you know, it's just, for me, it's just something that, that's absolutely fun and, again, a time where you can just let your spirits and imagination soar. So I can't wait to see those pictures. We'll definitely get them up on on the Mama's Pearls website. And, um, you know, and, again, carrying, carrying that trick-or-treat spirit into into November, you know, because Halloween is really a Scorpio sign. It's not it's not a Libra sign. So the whole the whole look at um again the 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 thin divide between worlds and death and life and you know, which I understand is a complete Scorpio trait to look at death, life and rebirth. And part yes. of what I see for your birthday is to look at that cycle for yourself and see how you can be reborn again for your new year. In this case, it's my 36th year. Definitely. Scorpio is the sign where we, where, you know, the, 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 the death that we have to experience with Scorpio is the emotions, is the death of the emotional patterns because Scorpio is a water sign. Right. You know? And also, you know, the Halloween um, is on one of what what we used to call the power gates. 
I'm getting feedback. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Probably okay. Melissa. Okay. I hope I'm okay. It's okay. So, but anyway, do you want me to just talk, finish this a little bit? Yes, definitely. Okay. In, in astrology, there's different energies that move the signs, and the cardinal signs are the ones that occur at the equinoxes and solstices, like Aries and Cancer and Libra and um, Capricorn, and they move you forward. And then you have the four power signs, and that's Taurus and Leo and Scorpio and Aquarius, and they're the signs that concentrate things. And it's at those signs, during those signs, where we have the cross-quarter holidays of, of um, Candlemas, which is February 2nd, or Beltane, May 1st, or Lamas, August 1st, or um, Samhain, they call it in um, the Celtic tradition, or All Hallows Eve, November 1st. Now, because of something called precession of the equinoxes, which just means things shift, the power gate, the real power gate is going to be around the 6th or the 7th now. Because in the last 2,000 years, that's how much things shifted a few days. But anyway, that just means that it's the, and, and those veils that open, they open at those four power gates to let in different energy. And so definitely, you ladies are born right around that power gate of Scorpio, which makes you extra powerful Scorpios. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the gatekeepers. <laughs> the gatekeepers. But into what? You know, this is this is what I see as like the the real mystery is that you can you can hear these things kind of talked about a million different ways, but what is what does that really mean? And I think a lot of people look at astrology as as much like anything else in the life. Like that's nice, but kind of what's in it for me? What does it mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. At, you know, astrology and um, the astrology looks to the skies to mirror what we are, who we are, and also if we're all one, if 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 basically there's a, a unity to this earth, and we're all we all come out of the same place, then of course the planets um, are going to affect us, just like the moon affects us, and the star and the sun flares affect us. So. Um, in Scorpio, in the time of Scorpio, you know, the biggest death that we all have to experience is the death of our own, you know, getting our own way. This is what I want, our own emotional, you know, needs and behavior patterns. And during Scorpio, it's a time when we have to, back in the old days, people had to band together as winter came on, didn't they? Because um, really all hollows, at least in the Celtic tradition, Sawan meant summer's end, okay? It was the beginning of winter. And so Scorpio, um, as well as Libra, you know, it begins with Libra, but the second half of the or the zodiac has to do with how we get together as individuals. So in Scorpio, it's about that emotional tug of war between, oh, my God, I have to hang out with someone. I have to give over my values to theirs. And so it, it's much more of an emotional death that we're talking about in terms of giving up your own, you know, not giving up in terms of losing your own power, but, you know, understanding that the more that you work with someone else or other people, the stronger you get. There is strength in numbers. Yeah, and you can't, no man is an island. I mean, we can't go get through life on our own. We need other people. And in meeting other people, that means that sometimes we can't, it can't be all about us. It has to be about, you know, it can't just be about me. It has to be about us together. That's very interesting. And that's part of what I um, both love and loathe about my birthday in particular, because my birthday also falls on All Souls Day. Yep. And it's also the first day of the Day of the Dead celebration. And it is not just my birthday, but I, you know, I personally view it as All Souls Day should be a, a worldwide holiday, not just because it's my birthday, but because <laughs> it is for all souls. It's to honor right. everybody who is currently living and who has passed over. And That's right. You know, and we don't really um, acknowledge All Souls Day, at least in in American culture. And for me, it's an intensely collaborative day. 
even though, you know, yes, I want everybody to save me a piece of cake when they're doing their their celebration and let me at least blow out one candle. But um, but that, you know, I, I always feel like that push-pull of what's just, you know, coming from me and my lessons versus what we're sharing, you know, with everybody, at least through at least through Mama's Pearls. You know, this has taken me on an intensely personal journey, um, just looking back in the memory bank that I have with my children and my family and my ancestors, and then kind of harvesting all of that into something that I feel, you know, people relate to and can be guided and inspired and inspired by. Um so that's that's one of the ways that I see, you know, my emotional death happening like every week when I <laughs> when I write the blog and and um you know do the radio show. Well that's so interesting because in your astrology chart you have Jupiter and Pisces. Jupiter is the sign of our spiritual of spiritual laws, if you will, and expansion. And in Pisces it's very intuitive and mystical. And in the fourth house, it's your family roots. So everything mm-hmm. you just said was condensed in, in in Jupiter in your fourth house in Pisces. You know, that Thank deep you, Jupiter. connection to the ancestors. The right. deep spiritual connection to the ancestors um, and to your family line, to your lineage. Right. Well, I mean, for me personally, um, it's kind of what I inspired inspire people to connect to it's it, my source of, source of strength has always been generated from my family and my connections with my loved ones and my friends um it's just you know especially in the past 2 years where i've really you know everything else kind of fell away in my life and that was really the only thing that um that reminded me of who I was and my value in this world. And literally, that's where I emerged Mama's Pearls, was from that place of strength. So, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, and and part of the underlying purpose, you know, which is why I say every, remind everybody every week to enjoy your family and enjoy your children, because I feel that so, so strongly that, that that is, um, that that is everybody's source of strength, or at least it starts out that way when you're born into a family. You know, things happen over the years, um, and just with different experiences that people get get pulled apart and um, and are grow distance. And I just happen to be lucky in my family and in my friends that um, we are a pretty cohesive bunch. Right. Well, you came in on a soul level. Your soul said, "I want to love my family." Not everybody wanted that, and that isn't everybody's <laughs> task. Um, you're totally right because, you know, our families and our friends are people. It's much more important than any money we can make, any job we could possibly have. It's who we love and who we bond with that makes life worth living. But you came in with that specific goal of my family's going to be important to me and they're going to be my source. Right. So... So one of the things that I was really looking forward to this year is part of the Mama's Pearls birthday gift to Melissa and in honoring Melissa because she is a super source of strength for me and my not-so-secret weapon behind Mama's Pearls and M's Gems. And while we talk about being Scorpios and we kind of get it, I don't think, Melissa, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you've ever really had a, a true reading no. <laughs> like Melissa and I share a sign. We almost share a birthday, but we're so we're so unlike the opposite sides of the same coin. We're totally two sides of a coin, and it's one of the reasons why I absolutely adore her and love her to pieces. And so I had asked Kathy if she would do a reading for Melissa. So um, assuming it's still okay, Melissa, and you're not too scared, because I know this is a little bit outside your comfort zone, I, I would really love to hear this. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's definitely definitely out of my comfort. I don't know if it's a comfort zone. It's more of, you know. Language? Um, <laughs> no, it's not language. Thank you. I don't know. You know me. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm a scientific person. I should stay yeah. hidden. But also, I'm you like to stay hidden. You're very, you're very um, private. Yeah, I in guess. some ways. 
least from the astrology chart and the time that I was given. But, I, you know, as a, I'm a psychotherapist. This isn't, you know, voodoo here. This, I'm not going to, like, channel anybody to tell you this. This is um, something that just is, it's sort of like a blueprint. Um, you can take it or leave it. It doesn't matter. But um, it's sort of like if you resonate, if you believe in synchronicities, then the moment you took your first breath, this is what it looked like. And when you take your first breath, you inhale in the life of this world. And so it resonates. Right. So anyway, you're a Scorpio, but you were born right at the beginning of, you were born sort of in the new moon phase. And so you're a Scorpio with a Sagittarius moon. And um, and then the ascendant, which is what's coming up over the horizon, is also Sagittarius. A friend of mine spent quite a few years doing, um, putting um, colors to the astrological um, sun, moon, and ascendant. Your ascendant shows you how you interface with the world. Your sun is your purpose. Your moon is your personality. It's how you take in nourishment. And so if it was, um, if I was going to do your um, color scope, which is what she calls it, and it's on the internet at um, color-scope.com. It's really interesting if you put in your time. If you looked at um, sort of a three-tiered um, circle, a smaller circle in the middle a lot is the moon, a, a circle around that which is a bit larger is the sun, and then a thin circle around the edge would be um, your ascendant. You would have orange in the middle, black in the very middle, black around it, and then orange. So I hope you love Halloween. It sounds like <laughs> you do because your color stuff is Halloweenish, if you will. <laughs> Um, but so anyway, your son in Scorpio says you've come in. This is your lifetime to download a lot of emotional body issues, old emotional wounds from other lifetimes, if you believe in other lifetimes, or if not, from your family. Um, you know, old emotional issues that have been in your family lineage for a while. And so Scorpios are like the dragon, you know, they, you wrestle with your inner dragons. I always say everybody else um, who, you know, is not allowed to feel jealous, angry, you know, rageful, violent, any of those things, you know, it's not politically correct anymore. Um, but Scorpios have to. <laughs> and so you're dealing with a lot of powerful emotional energies constantly. Now, your moon is your personality. It's how you go about doing that. And your and Sagittarius is all about um, having a spiritual system or, a, you know, a code of ethics, if you will. And um, so with the moon and Sag, you're very... Um, you're a truth speaker and a truth seeker. And so you're not afraid, I would think, to look into those dark places, perhaps. And um, and then with the, your Sag on the Ascendant, you want to tell people about it. And, um, you know, so there's a philosopher in you, if you will. Is that true, Melissa? It's pretty true, yeah. Yeah, you're impressing me already. Keep going, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I mean it's it's so it's so Melissa. I mean Melissa, I don't think has ever told a lie, and she has always been able to kind of just um, purvey the scenery of what's going on emotionally where other people are at, and kind of just see that and like pick herself up from wherever she is and brush herself off, deal with it, and move on. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're amazing like that. Are you kidding? You have um, you have Mercury in Scorpio, and Mercury is the mind. And in Scorpio, it's a deep investigative mind, and you can see in <laughs> Scorpio, Scorpio. There's three water signs. Okay, Cancer goes, oh, you're hungry. Let me feed you because it's a it's an action-oriented inside. Scorpio goes, oh, you're hungry. I don't know if I want to feed you or not. Let me think about it. Are you really hungry? <laughs> so it's that it's a, more of a battle, you know. Like, am I going to give in to your needs? But Scorpio, because of who Scorpio is, it's because Scorpios see deeply into people. Um, the outer, you know, layer it can be bull, you know, and you can, it can be lies, but you go right to the center. And so um, with that, with that, um, your moon is in the first house. 
So you, it's right there. It's sort of like, I'll take care of you, but let's get down to the truth. I'll take care of what you really need. Don't tell me that you need this because I know you don't. <laughs> so as a mom, like, you're probably great. Huh? <laughs> you're a lot of fun. I would imagine, too, with all that sag in the first house. Yes, she is. <laughs> now, I'm going to just, because we don't have a million, we don't have a lot of time, um, one of the things that's really important is what What do you, are you changing the way you, um, sort of like wh what your plans are? Are you beginning to think about, well, I might want to be doing something else here. I'll tell you why. Mars? is how we go after what we desire. Mars is happy in Scorpio. You have Mars in Scorpio. You um, you can usually get what you want. If, you know, if you're um, in a not a happy place, you can be really hard on people. But anyway, two things happen are happening right on your Mars right now. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Venus, the planet of love and connection, seemed to go backwards. It's called retrograde. And, Melissa, what it is is that from our point of view, because of the orbit of Earth and, and this other planet, which is Venus right now, Earth sort of moves ahead. And so it looks like Venus or Mercury or whatever planet, but let's, we're talking about Venus, starts to move backwards. And if you notice, that it, Venus used to be sitting in the west at sunset a couple of a month or so ago, and then it sort of, instead of staying there, it sort of disappeared under the horizon and it it's moving backwards, if you will. And so um, Venus went retrograde right on your Mars. So Venus and Mars are a couple. They're a pair. Mar Venus says, this is what I want to connect to in Mars. And, I mean, Mars says, this is what I want, and Venus says, I'll connect you to it. So when Venus goes retrograde, it's sort of a psychological indication of we're trying to rethink what we really you know, want to be connected to and how we want to love. Um, so that's the first thing. And then on um, Saturday or on Friday or Saturday, the new moon in Scorpio is going to be right on your Mars. And the new moon is when we begin a new cycle. And so um, what do you think, you know, in what way are you planning to either move or are you planning to um, do some deep psychological work? What is um, or are you doing something new with, uh, you have a couple of um, houses here that are ruled by Mars. Um, are you starting a new group? Are you making new plans for the future? A little bit, yes. I know Cynthia's grinning right now because she knows exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my daughter is starting a new phase of something new. So um, she's definitely, my daughter is, we're doing surgery for my daughter to help her get to a different not to, you know, not to go into detail, but, yes, we're approaching a big step. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, don't don't feel like you have to know everything. Right. Okay? And um, it's just, it, you're still in transition there. But on the um, new moon, plant the seeds of what you want. Now, you got to remember that when we let go of something, because Scorpio is about releasing, and so is um, All Hollows, it's about letting go of what's dead. You also have to put in sort of the wish of what you want to take its place because nature avoids a vacuum. So you don't want to just release without also planting the new seeds. Okay? Okay. You also have a secret poet in you, maybe not so secret since they don't know you. You're very sensitive to people, but do you, are you a writer or a poet? Uh, you could say that. A little M gems here that surprise people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's been amazing to see that side of Melissa emerge. I mean, Melissa's always been extremely creative and crafty, and um, you know, but it it hasn't come out in a public way. So unless you really know Melissa, you haven't seen that side of her. So through M's gems, like what she spins out every week is pure poetry. And she takes a perfect combination of her investigative mind, her practical side, and also kind of telling people what they really need to know, like exactly all the traits that you just said. Um, and yeah. that's what she does every single week with M's gems. And I just, I just love seeing that side of her come out. Oh, that's good, yeah, because, I mean, um, there's an astrological signature. It's 
Neptune in the 12th house, so it's hidden away, but there's a real sensitivity to you, Melissa, and it can come out in poetry or writing most definitely. But you're very intuitive, and you need to, um, you know, exercise that muscle as much as you can, okay? You're a poet, and you didn't even know it, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) There you are, too. Now, Melissa, you know, I'm looking at your chart in terms of, you know, there's four elements in it, earth, air, fire, and water. It represents intuition, sensation, thinking, and feeling. You have um, you have a lot of uh, feeling. You have a lot of planets in water, which makes you very psychic, okay, which just means intuitive. So you really need, and then you have some in fire, too, you know, a couple in fire, so you're very intuitive in feeling. The thing that you have probably been working on, and I'm laughing because um, I'm hearing um, Cynthia say that you're very practical, is you have no earth in your chart at all. You don't have any planets in, in an earth sign. And usually when we're missing an element, we work extra hard to bring it in. Is that true? What what it wait? What does that mean that she's missing an Earth element? Because I, you know, planets move through the the twelve signs. There are no planets in an Earth sign in her chart. Well, what's a little surprising to me is because she's so grounded. Well, that's what happens when you don't have something in your chart. You usually work really, really hard to bring it in. Like I always use this as an example. Robert Redford, one of my favorites you know, film um, directors, if you will, and also just the movies he's made. He has no air in his chart. You would never know that about him because you think of him as quite intelligent. I mean, the movies he makes are very intelligent, aren't they? Interesting. No, No, that's interesting. So anyway... You don't have have any earth, Melissa. We're going to get you some plants. Well, obviously she's worked hard on it, but she does, right. But in her chart itself, when there's something missing, it says, okay, then I'm going to, because there's a vacuum, you go in and you ground it. You see, she has what we call a 12th house sun. So do I, Melissa. We don't, it, it takes us a while to figure out who we are because we're really from a different planet, if you will. <laughs> um, it, the 12th that, makes, house, that makes sense. Yeah, house. They used to say serve or suffer. You know, um, they used to say it was a bad karmic house. Um, But I think of it as the Harry Potter house. It's sort of like we come in to help people, um, but nobody recognizes that you know the the power that we have, and we don't recognize it until we get older. Um, So in in our in the beginning of our life, we're very much in another world, fantasy imagination and feeling like we were dropped in on the wrong planet. And so I don't know if you felt like that, but I did. Um, and other people in the 12th house. And sometimes things don't work out for people with the sun in the 12th house the way it does for other the, uh, the sun in other aspect, you know, parts of the chart. And that's mostly because we're here to work on it, some big collective issue. And then as we work on it, other people get the benefits of our hard work. <laughs> oh, Now, both of you, I want to, yeah, it's sort of like the house of the collective unconscious. So as you work on your own personal issues after a while, you know, what you've learned somehow spreads into the unconscious of everybody else, and it becomes a little easier for them to do it. And that's the service part, you know, of server suffer. You suffer a little through your own life, and then what you learn somehow seeps into other people's consciousness, and they get to do it in a little bit easier way. Now, both of you, I wanted to ask you, Saturn is right now in Libra, um, trying to balance the scales, if you will. (laughs) Um, And it's interesting that the moon went into Libra last night after the election, and now everybody is going to have to be balanced, hopefully, and cooperative in this stupid Congress. But anyway, both of you have Pluto in Libra, um, and Saturn just went over it. And Pluto, once again, is very Scorpionic. It's the other ruler of Scorpio, and Pluto represents sort of an evolutionary energy. And you, you both, your generation, you came in to evolve our sense of relationship, okay? Pluto in Libra. Libra is how do we, how do we partner with people 
And Pluto says, well, we really need to do it in a different way because we've just come from thousands of years of patriarchy where it was male-dominated. How do we go into partnership? Um, so anyway, when Saturn goes over Pluto, there's, you know, it's sort of like you want to begin to give form. In, this is the most positive sense. In a negative way, Saturn on Pluto could make you very frustrated and angry. But in a positive way, it says, how do you give form to this new evolutionary idea of partnership and equality. So has anything happened with you ladies in the last in the last month or so? You mean aside from just figuring out the next phases of what we're going to be doing with Mama's Pearls and M's Gems? Yeah, just in your personal life. Well, for Melissa, it's happening in her 10th house of professional life. And for you, Cynthia... It's in, um, well, it's in your um, house of um, friendships and groups. Hmm. So anyway, just pay attention. You don't have to know exactly. Um, But um, definitely there's this sense that um, there's something new coming for for you in terms of how you partner up with other people. It makes sense. That's kind of cool. That's you know what I'm cool. learning out here in the desert is that you that you know in the desert you have to band together because there's not that much water or life out here. <laughs> um, but back east, where I am from and where my heart lives, um, you know we're very individual, right? We go it alone. And what I've learned out here in the desert is that there's you know especially I watch the artists among my friends and they work together, they create things together. Whereas back east. It was like pulling teeth to get any artist to work together on a project that they hadn't come up with themselves. <laughs> right. So is there any overarching guides for um, for both Melissa and I as far as working together with what we're doing? Well, um, I would say, you know, partnerships come in all shapes and sizes. You could have a threesome. Okay, three seems to be interesting, a triad. Um, it's like the old archetypal story of Arthur, Guinevere, and Lancelot. Um, you know, it, there, is a, there is a different dynamic to three. Three is about process. Um, so, you know, whatever it is, it might be just that you um, get better at bouncing the ball back and forth across the court at each other. I don't know. You would be the one that would have to tell me um, how you would like to make that happen. Right. Well, Melissa, I think we need to find our Lancelot, like, quick. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Lance, Lancelot you need to needs find to come your Maybe you need to find your Guinevere. Maybe you, yeah. are, maybe you and her are Arthur and Lance, and now you have to find your Guinevere. I don't know. Now, just quickly for you, Cynthia, you have... Um, you both, you know, both of you have Venus in Scorpio, but um, Cynthia, you have it at, in in the zone of where it's going, where it's gone retrograde, and right now Venus is on your Mars. It's going backwards. It started off at 14 Scorpio and it's going back into Libra a bit, and um, but right now it's on your Mars, and so this is makes you very happy. You're getting what you want right now, aren't you? For your birthday, all the love you need. Right? Yeah, I feel pretty good. I just don't like hearing that things are on my Mars. <laughs> it's no. always like, get off my Mars. Well, Venus and Mars are, you know, are a divine couple, if you will. Yeah. You know, Venus knows how to take the war out of Mars. Nice. And, um, you know, so part of it is how do you bring the two of those together? How do you match your desires and, and your need for love? Right. I feel very, I do feel giddy and I do feel, if you can't tell, um, and I do feel, you know, in my personal life, very complete and secure and powerful. It's just more like, you know, again, just translating it and taking, you know, mama's pearls into the next sphere. That's that's really where, you know, Melissa and I have been um bouncing the ball across the court on on working through that. Okay. Well, the thing is, you know, 
let's just jump to America for a minute. We're, you know, yeah. every you were talking about each country has a chart. America has about five of them because nobody really knows what's going on with anything. Um, but, <laughs> you know, when it all happens, we were in the midst of a revolution. But if you take the July 4th as, I don't think that that really tells us, that wasn't when we really incorporated, it was when we declared our ideals. Mm-hmm. And America is a cancer country, um, which is the mother. But, you know, as much as we say we respect the mothers in America, I don't think that America likes women very much. And um, we're one of the last countries to have a woman president. Um, but anyway, um, so you might want to talk about, you know, take this to the next level of we really need to, you know, why aren't mothers home taking raising their children? What, all those different things that you talk about on Mama's Pearl, mm-hmm. these are important aspects. Um, in the next few years, you know, all this trouble we're having in our country, it isn't going to go away. Um, we're in for a real transformation, if you will, a real reformation, a real revolution. Um, and it's not going to go away for an, about three or four years. And I think mothers are the ones who have to step forward because we're the ones who really care about our kids. Um, and we need to, we're the ones who are going to have to make some of the changes. So, you know, what you're doing is important. So what what else is in, I mean, the election obviously happened last night and there was the turnover um, in Congress back to back to the Republicans. The Democrats are, are holding on um, to the Senate. I mean, there's obviously been an, another reshift of power happening, you know, but what does it look like as far as um, what the challenges are and, and what really is 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 up in the in the sky for us here. Well, once again, going back to that Fourth of July chart, which is about our ideals. Since we're a cancer country, it's ruled by the moon. The moon is in Aquarius in that um, in that um, chart, and the moon in Aquarius is is like a, a very good objective mother who says everybody is equal. So the Statue of Liberty is a great image of that. Um, I'll come take you, come and give me liberty. But right now, the planet Neptune, which is about spiritual vision, but also it can create illusion and delusion and confusion and upsetness, um, is on America's moon. And so you you see Get people our moon. being right. well Sorry. trying to dissolve this sense of I am the unique individual. You know, it's all about me. Um, and dissolve that because Neptune dissolves boundaries like a fog dissolves things. And um, and it's trying to say, look, we're all in this together. People, I'm sorry, but, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous to think that anything can change in 18 months. Um, and, you know, regardless of what party you're, you know, you want, you affiliate yourself with, um, it took us, Six, it's, take, it's been since Reagan, practically, um, where our country has been taken over by the corporate mentality. So, it, you know, they are the one, they're the ones who took the jobs away. The government didn't. The corporations moved it out and got cheap labor. So when people, after two years, went, you didn't give us our jobs, they're being babies, okay? Um, we're, gonna, we're mad at you. You didn't give us jobs. Well, you know, Obama didn't ask the casinos to, um, you know, out here in Las Vegas to dump all the jobs. If we have 15% unemployment, it's because the corporations didn't want to pay people. They wanted all of their, you know, profits, but they didn't want people. They don't care about people. They care about money. So I think that one of the things that's going to come out of this after Neptune moves off our moon, it's been there for a couple of years, it's been there since before the 2008 election, is people are going to come out of this with maybe a real sense of um, we need a spiritual base, not a religious base, because religions think they're the only one, the chosen religion, um, but a real spiritual vision of, shoot, we're all in this together. We're going to sink or swim together. Um, so hopefully, because you know, what's going to happen is the Republicans haven't done anything for two years. All they've done is stonewall everything. And now they're not going to get anything done either. And so maybe in two more years, people are going to say, you're all a bunch of bums. <laughs> Let's kick you all out. 
you know, but the Tea Party people out here are delusional because they're they're sitting here saying one thing of you know we're for the little people, but then they defend the corporate interest and they're and they were giving mega millions by corporations, which is basically buying our votes. So we now have a corporate state that buys elections, and until people realize that we that this isn't the truth. <laughs> Okay, you know, we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer because Neptune also says if you don't see the truth, you'll suffer. So right now the American people are suffering. Yeah, I mean, I think the, um, you know, without without kind of either justifying or defending any, any of the political stuff that, which you've just said, I mean, we'll just kind of let that, let that lie wherever it is out there right now. But um, what I find fascinating about the, at least the the process, um, you know, is ultimately the the choices that we decide to make and that we implement when we do vote and have um, in election years and then, you know, watching kind of the cycle play itself out, you know, much like your birthday cycle. I mean, an election cycle is every, you know, two years and then four years for presidency. Um, it's and kind of like the Olympics. Um, it's it's an interesting. It's an for me, it's just an interesting cycle to watch, much like your own thirty six. 365-day journey around the sun and the different views that you hold as, you know, going into my first day of my 36th year to when I close it out um, this time this time next year, stepping into my 37th year, you know, my my views um, kind of change, although the, the true spiritual essence of who I am, and I think, you know, with Lissa, her essence, and then with America, you know, as a, as a country, still a relatively new, um, maybe delusional, but a new, fresh country um, that we have, you know, those kind of wants and needs do cycle themselves out through the year. And, yeah. you know, and No, I'm you know, not saying America is delusional. I'm saying right now. No, I'm just saying, like, as, as, as a newbie, like, kind of a baby, you come in, um, you, you come into this world, you come into the the overall landscape of um, of this of this world, and we have our different views, our different ideals, our different our different values, which kind of grow up and mature over time. So um, much like how any of us come into this world and grow up over time. So you know, for me, it's you know, I love hearing. I love. I mean, I love hearing you talk. Just period, because I think you just have a very fascinating um, take on things and are able to key it into the language that that I love, which is the language of the stars, which is the language of mythology, which is the language um, of of archetypes and symbolism. Um, but as far as you know, the practical side and and the the tools that everybody can take away through through their lives and each year on their birthday is to have that that play with yourself, you know, get to know yourself a little better, you know, have a reading done or, do, you know, a little bit of a different take onto yourself so you can do your own house, you know, almost housekeeping and, know and cleansing rituals. Right, and to know who you are. And become that individual that we are meant to be. You see, this year for your solar returns, Cynthia, you have a lot of nice planets in the fourth house and your son there. So it is going to be about being a mom for you and being the best mom you can be and, and working out of your home. And Venus is on your Mars for the whole year, so that's good. It's, all, it's going to be about how do I do this. Right. And, and your moon is going to be in Virgo just for your birthday year. And so that just says, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to belong to me. And right. for well, Melissa, I'm definitely you're going to be about writing. You know, Melissa, you need to write and work. Uh, that's going to be your solar return chart this year. Um, how do you educate? How do you, you know, take care of the people that are important to you? So, so Kathy, 
So just yeah. so people know, because when, especially when they get up to their birthdays, and, and like I said, this was what, what, something I was looking forward to being able to to have um, have you do a reading for Melissa. I know you launched two new blogs, and I just wanted to make sure that we shared all that information with everybody. So if you could give people your main website and your two blog websites. Okay, and my main website is wisdom-of-astrology.com. And then um, if you go there, you will be able to find my dream blog. It's one of those um, um, blogs. It's two blogs at Blogspot. It's wisdom-of-dreams with the dash in between and wisdom-of-astrology.blogspot. But if you just go to Wisdom of Astrology, we're trying to consolidate it all in one place. Awesome. And I know that you're also on Facebook, so people can find um, Kathy on Facebook as well. It's Kathy Pagano, P-A-G-A-N-O. And Kathy, thank you so much for for sharing this hour and um and diving a little bit deeper into into our our cosmic story for for the upcoming year. Thank you, ladies. Love oh, having you on. Both of you. Thank you. Can't wait to have you back. Thanks so much, honey. Bye, Sue. Right. Melissa? Yes. Hi. How you Hi. feeling? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so you got to get writing. That's that's basically what I said. So like the five books that that we should have done, that's all I knew now to do for this year. I was just going to say, I better get cracking. You need to get cracking. I mean, seriously, you're such a slacker. taking care of three kids having a full-time job and doing what you do for mama's pearls and m shams yeah such a slacker (laughs) and yeah and i'm very excited i'll be doing a turkey center at my daughter's school next in a couple weeks so um i'm I'm trying to sorry what turkey center so what's a turkey center a turkey center is just helping out in the classroom during the thanksgiving activities but I find myself loving trying to get as much time in in the school system and being part of the PTA. So I've just added that to my uh, list of things to do this year. Yeah, I mean, we should we'll do a show just on that. <laughs> we should seriously. I mean, the PTA moms and um, it's you know it's obviously not enough just to be a soccer mom these days. You you, you kind of have to get involved with something, and I think. It's really important to get involved um, and see who the parents at your kids' school are who are involved. Um, so yeah, let's let's definitely do a show on that. But not next week. Next week we have a super special guest. He's been a long time client and friend of mine, um, veteran Hollywood producer Stephen Simon will be joining us to talk about his new book, which is bringing back the old Hollywood. So I can't wait. First of all, I can't wait to introduce you to him, Melissa. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've known him forever, but well, <laughs> I, I have gone to a preview that he was at. But right, never you went to the conversations with God screening. Yeah, but I we never was like, able. That's amazing that you remember that. But I never had the ability to have that one-on-one time. Right. We, you haven't had yet to powwow, and he has a really good friend who I have met. Um, who you're kind of like, um, you're like my version of him to him. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. and, and Stephen, yeah, exactly. And Stephen knows about you and has been hearing about you for, for so long, too. So next week's going to be going to be super, super fun. And, I love um, that. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it has to be a love fest this this week, this month. I mean, we had such a heavy month two months ago, you know, in September with back to school and, you know, even the beginning of October. And now it it is time to celebrate. It was Halloween. We're talking about life and, and life and death and rebirth. And as we're rebirthing, part of that is being fresh again and being being new and being giddy and all about celebrating life. So, and duh, did I mention it's our birthdays? <laughs> so of course we're going to have fun this month, and we're going to continue this party throughout the month of November as we lead into um, the America's holiday of Thanksgiving. Because you know now is the time to honor and remember what it is you are most truly grateful for, 
for, and that is of yourself as well as the other people and what you have surrounding you in your life. So with that, we're going to um, continue on with my birthday week as we get closer to Melissa's birthday week and um, leave you all, again, with the feelings of just having pure joy and love for yourself and being open to receiving the birthday love from others. This week I should probably mention that the uh the um the theme of the week is birthday girls <laughs> and the pearl of the week is an eternal wish. And that is our eternal wish for you all. Um our lovely Mama's Pearls community to just constantly feel the love and again remind you to enjoy your children, enjoy your family, say I love you, and that when you close your eyes on your birthday this year and you make a wish, make it a good one and make it for yourself. Oh, my gosh. Eat cake. And don't forget to eat cake. (laughs) And eat cake. Well, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, about, like, why cake is so central. And a cake is the culmination of all the love and with you miss 12th house woman missing your earth element into the flower that is of this earth so yes take a big fat bite of birthday cake save it slice for us we absolutely love cake and parties and we will be be back with you next week with steven simon again you great can, week. thank you love and again you can find melissa and i at the Mama's Pearls website, which is www.mamaspearls.com. You can email Melissa or I. I'm at Cynthia at Mama'sPearls.com or Melissa at Mama'sPearls.com. You can follow us on Twitter, which is SynTweet, C-Y-N-T-W-E-E-T. And you can listen to any of the past shows here at Mama's Pearls and the archives at blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. Have a great week, everyone. Toodles, Melissa. Have a great week. Toodle. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy almost birthday.